This week's episode is brought to you by ThatKevinSmithClub.com. That's right, man. If you can't get enough of the sound of my voice, then you could surf on over to ThatKevinSmithClub.com, join up, watch Wake and Bake five days a week, listen to Plus One, so much more. ThatKevinSmithClub.com. What are you waiting for? Join the club. Take your left foot and place it on the floor. Do the same with your right one. Don't worry, this ain't no chore. Now drag your legs, never leave the ground. Make tight contact and you will hear the sound. It's the Marty Shuffle. No need to muffle. It's the Marty Shuffle. Everybody go. Move to the right. You got it, you doing it, you make that group feel right. Look at you, you're moonwalking forwards. You look tight. It's the Marty Shuffle. No need to muffle. It's the Marty. Oh my God! Welcome to the Nooner Podcast on the Smartco Internet Radio Network. I'm a host and a merp. Uh, my name is Marty. I have a very, very special friend of the podcast, the the uh, the lifeblood of the podcast world in the Smartco Internet uh, Radio Universe. Will Wilkins. Bonus dias. Yeah, I don't know how well the audio going out is, but I can continue to mess with it. Uh, but the good news is it's fine on the recording. Hi, everybody. What a wonderful what? night to invite me on, Marty. I cannot I believe know. you. Uh, you know, I, I, it was very last minute. It was a last minute uh, little um, uh, lineup change. And what I love most is that uh, that Will had technical issues and i was sitting there just like smiling beatifically just like so happy that like you know it's not okay it's not brain surgery but it's not just like turning a switch okay okay people no it unfortunately <sighs> it isn't and then you know i think there are other things that i could have uh running but honestly speaking like Smodco Internet Radio has just kind of been like limping along behind the scenes. It's it's just another vehicle for your podcast to get out, really. You know, you're more about right. the podcast right. drops. People get it that way. Um, but it's, we do it's love still, doing it live, though. I'm the only one that's that's really kind of kept this going. And so, like, literally, it's been three different computers running Smodco Internet Radio for this long. And one of them, it's it's now come down to this little Zotac computer that's no bigger oh. than like a hard drive. And right, so right. this was the first time in a long time where I'm like, well, can this thing put audio out still? So uh, that's the reason why but, it was kind of glitchy. Because I've even given computers. up on going out on Smodco Internet Radio. <laughs> and it's are, here are in my sure? office. Are you sure it wasn't the deep state trying to sabotage us? You know, because Bigly. just minutes ago, Bigly. minutes ago, the, our former president just announced that that uh, he was running for president again in 2024. Um, I forget his name, but anyhow, he was in Florida and 
he announced it in just a huge fanfare of tepid energy and maybe in front of a few hundred people. Uh, it sounded like there were like 200 people in the room. You know, I don't know. Marty, given the uh, the uh, current uh, state of things, if you will, in the world, I don't want to make a comment uh, that comes across anti-Semitic, okay? Uh, I don't want to lose my Adidas deal. However, uh, I would say that as a person who in a former lifetime has been a professional videographer, uh, event videographer specifically, and I myself have recorded many a many young man's and young woman's ascension into adulthood uh, of a given religion. And, and what I saw today was very, it had the exact same energy of every 13-year-old boy uh, reading the Torah aloud uh, in Josh front of Friedman's his entire family. All over again, <laughs> except for... We didn't get cool of, prizes in games this time. Yeah, it, it, I mean, very similar because, you know, there um, are, are those phrases in, in Hebrew that I don't remember exactly, but I know them if I hear them. Baruch Yeah, yes, yes. And just the same thing. It was like um, uh, the Christopher Steele dossier. They tried to pay him a million dollars and the same stupid, stupid things. Not the, to say that the Torah is stupid, but uh, what, he, what, uh, what was said this evening was pretty moronic. And well, uh, especially apparently, uh, I, I, I watched like the first 15 minutes. I think I got to him announcing uh, that uh, what everyone in the room knew he was announcing his candidacy. Um, he is, of course, not the assumed candidate, just as he was in for the 2020 uh, election. To be fair, he's still the favorite candidate for according somebody. to 538. Um, yep. But uh it just the energy wasn't there, and I was following. I think uh, his name is Seth Abramson on Twitter because uh, he was covering the speech, so I wouldn't have to hear it. And at, from at the moment where you could tell he has gone off book, uh, it just comes across as total nonsense. And the thing that I did love in the coverage is that, like CNN and MSNBC, as soon as they realized he has gone off prompter, he's already said he's running for president. They bailed. That was it. No more. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't even get to the lock her up stuff. Did they, did that Was that chanted at some point? It should have been, right? I'm sure it was. I mean, you know, her email. the greatest hits. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I had to give up at a certain point, and, and I don't know if Hunter Biden came up, but I'm sure that played as well. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got you to gotta uh, go with the hits, man. If you, if you show up and don't play Hotel California, you know? <laughs> or why yeah they're gonna get mad oh gosh i i mean this comes on the heels of uh last week we were off i was um on a a, a work trip and uh but it, it, there was the there the, were the midterms and i did vote california has they they have automatic mail-in voting which is something that he vowed to get rid of um um but uh the midterms were did not turn out the way that most pundits um, expected, mm -hmm. and at least not the way the Republican pundits hoped. Uh, it was not a a huge they they expected to take the Senate by a, a, a large margin, and then also the House of Representatives. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was only until today that they 
uh, took the house. Is that correct? Well, I I know that the I know that uh, as one TikToker I follow says, you know, Eric and Tiffany's dad said that uh, they had uh, taken hmm. control of the house, but it's not officially been called. There were one, there were one spot ahead, uh, one spot away from from today, and we retained control of the Senate, mm -hmm. uh, or we the Democrats. So I'm not part of the Senate, um, <laughs> but uh, and now there will be one more. Uh, runoff election in Georgia for Herschel Walker, uh, between Herschel Walker and um, Warnock. That'll be uh, Rafael Warnock, and that one is going to be interesting to watch, Marty. I don't think because of um, the candidates, it'll just be interesting to see what the people of Georgia do when voting for Herschel Walker isn't a lock for. Uh, locking the senate you know what i mean because right now it's just a matter of is it going to be dead even or is it going to be one up so 51 to uh 50 no 49 51 to 40 no uh, it'll be 51 to 49 yeah 51 if, to 49 if, at that if point if rafael warnock wins and at which point then you don't need the vice president to uh cast a, an untying vote at least in if everyone votes on party lines so it'll be very interesting to see what the people of georgia do because um I I'm, I am not one to make comments about people's intelligence, but I think it was Dave Chappelle on SNL who had said that Herschel Walker is a person who has proven himself as demonstrably, demonstrably stupid. Okay, so... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he himself said that he was hesitant to get into a debate because he said, I'm not good with my words, you know? And so that's... Uh, when you're an order, when you're a statesman... Like kind of being good with your words is like a on the list of of desired traits. It's one of the things I look for. You know, I at least yeah. I mean, I yeah. yeah, I got hung up on the word demonstrably because I don't know the right way to say it. But, you know, nobody's going to pull well, me down for it. You're not running for Senate. So. No, I'm not. Thank goodness. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a real tricky thing because then you've got, if we're going to talk about that, you've got John Fetterman in, in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. who is a very smart person, but he is currently, uh, because of um, he's recovering from a stroke, is not fantastic with those words. But uh, that doesn't mean that you can't recover and also continue to to function at a very high level. Um, uh, I one of my favorite journalists, Kara Swisher, she's a tech journalist. She had a stroke. Um, Aubrey Plaza had a stroke when she was 19. So, you know, you can recover and be just fine. But I don't know if Herschel Walker can recover from stupid. And I don't have a problem <laughs> saying that he's, good, good for he's you. not super hey, smart. You know, Marty, I know, I know this is your show and you have your own agenda. But I think uh, given the fact that I, I get to step kind of out of my own brand, if you will. Please, and, and have a little it. dalliance into the world that has really been built by you and and Cassandra and, and John Sylvain and Steve Kruger, um, where you guys actually have both really relevant conversations blended with comedy. Well, I'm not funny, but one of the things I would like to say, uh, because it's, it's one of the things that I don't hear anyone talking about. I know we're an incredibly divided nation right now, and I understand the fact that there's a lot of extreme rhetoric, but mm. I, I just hope that should Trump somehow get trounced uh, magically uh, going into and not being the candidate uh, for the party, 
come the 2024 election. I hope mm -hmm. that gives both parties an opportunity to reset and stop and say, hey, in case we haven't noticed, this is one of the most evenly distributed uh, House of Representatives and Senate that we've probably ever had. And it, it, it demonstrates that there is a close number of equal people at least voting within the parties. And maybe we need to start getting back to the key thing that will help democracy and our government survive, which is to focus back on the fact that you are representatives of the people, all of your constituents, regardless of party, and it's time to get back to compromise. It's not us against them. It's what's good for the American people. Right, right. All right. And so to do that, you have to agree on some basic truths. You have to have a sort of a, a playing field that we can agree is green and flat and covered in grass and the two goals on either side. Uh, and that's not the case. So you look at Arizona, I mean, you know, and which is something that Trump has done very well is like, if I don't get my way, couldn't be me. It has to be something else. It has to be something external. Uh, and people aren't looking for, or many people aren't looking for subtlety. And that's not on both sides. On both, absolutely on both sides. And so, you know, we want quick and easy answers so I don't have to tire my brain out so I can go buy shit on Amazon and, you know, binge watch whatever. The, so you got in Arizona, which is pretty you know, been very, as a state, very red for the past, you know, couple decades. Uh, you've got a secretary of state who's in charge of counting the votes, who's a Republican named, weirdly, Bill Gates. Um, and then you've got Kari Lake, who's Carrie Lake, I forget her, I don't know how you pronounce her name, but she's the one running for governor, Republican, and she still has yet to concede, even though she's lost by so, you know, very close race, but she did lose. And like, if you can't agree that like that you lost mm -hmm. when everything was in your favor, um, except maybe your ideas were shitty or, you know, your tactics were shitty or, um, but in terms of a playing field, everything was level. Everything was like, was on the up and up. You had no evidence otherwise, but then you still go in. You're like, couldn't possibly be me, me that it, it's not me. It's them, right? It's them. Well, no. I mean, you're right. And as long as you've got people within a political party that are willing to support the type of, of let's face it, democracy breaking rhetoric about talking about stolen elections and fraudulent votes, basically stealing the credibility of an honest election away, uh, you are, you're teetering into, uh, really, uh, what's the word, uh, for authoritarian, uh, territory. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if it, if it turns out that there are enough truths to support the fact that, uh, Melania's husband, uh, basically worked in a coordinated effort to, uh, overturn the election, uh, and caused, uh, led event uh, led that led to events that that caused an insurrection, uh, something as he's fond of saying, the likes we've never seen. Um, 
I, I just have to wonder, you know, in this, this sort of extreme circumstance, uh, how you couldn't be concerned that they would attempt to do something again, which is what a lot of this election for me, I think was about because we, there were legitimate concerns by people that are, uh, scholars of America, if you will, and of our political system that, that just say that there, there were candidates that were put up that technically speaking would have the ability to overturn the will of the people to install a president they desired, should they get the correct office in state government. And, and when you have right. like that possibility, how can you as a political party legitimately select that person to be your, your, your representative, to be your, you know, the rep representation of what your party's about. So it's a, I, you know, honestly speaking, Marty, uh, I, this is one of those things where we, the more we hear the term unprecedented, uh, which they seem to be steering away from and now going with that uh, we've got, had no prior precedent, uh, with, cause for some reason, you know, they know we've, we've had that one term played out. Um, but the more we hear like those type of things, I think the more that people need to be aware that, you know. There is really, uh, and I don't mean to use the rhetoric of the current sitting president, because regardless of what you're hearing from, you know, right now, I've got a lot of problems with Joe Biden and the things he does as well, but, uh, a lot less terrifying in, in my opinion, than the previous administration. Uh, when you, when you've got this type of situation, it's, this is something that is truly the spirit of our democracy, the backbone of our democracy the very mm -hmm. core of our democracy is at risk. We are folks, we are more now than ever just a few politicians away from finding ourselves within an authoritarian regime. And then next yeah. thing you know, you're in uh, whatever it is called in handsmaid's tale, Pangea or, or whatever they call it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's, 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 we're in terrifying times. I am tired of living through history, Marty. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I've had an it does asshole. feel like fiction. It feels like very dystopian. But then you've got someone like Tim Ryan in Ohio. Uh, he ran for Senate, uh, or he was an incumbent, I believe. Uh, and he ran against J.D. Vance, who um, is a tech guy who had a lot of money. Uh, very smart guy. But he lost. Tim, Tim Ryan lost. And what did he do? He said, it is my privilege to concede. Because he's basically saying, I believe in democracy. The people of Ohio have spoken. And, you know, thank you for participating. Mm -hmm. And which is, which is a great example. And I think that the more we see that contrast of, and it can be on the Republican side too, mm -hmm. like that sort of grace and uh, respect for these systems that are not perfect. Like you said, like Joe Biden is not the perfect president, but you have to respect that he was voted in there and, and he gets to fail and succeed on his own terms because he, that that's what we as Americans gave him. So Tim Ryan is just, he, he just put it out there and, and it got a lot of uh, attention because it's like, Oh, that's, that's who we want to be representing 
uh, are the voice of the people, people who are reasonable, smart, thoughtful, and aren't dicks, you know? Yeah. You know, uh, in the words of Will, in the words of Will Wheaton, don't be a dick. Was he the first one who said that? Wow. I think he just popularized wow. it on the internet, which is, you know, no, that's where no, all no, my no. truths come from. Marty. I think he's the first person who's ever said it. So I, thank you, Will Wheaton. Have you met him before? Honestly, I have. I, it was very brief. I assume you have. No. You, you have a- it's not safe to assume anything. No. And it wouldn't even uh-huh. be the way you would think. But when I, when I first ventured into the streaming world, I was thinking, um, bathhouse, but go on. You, you tell me how you good enough. Him. I live in the Bay area. It's, it's, it's good enough to tag up on. Um, no, it was actually at a funeral that I, that I met him. So, oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Uh, when well. I first ventured into streaming, I did it for a company called play TV, which was a division division of play incorporated. They had a product called the, uh, Trinity, which was uh, what they would call a broadcast studio in a box, which it was. And at the time, very revolutionary. Uh, and they discovered that if they hit up through software, a chip on one of the boards within this thing, uh, they could grab a purely digital signal. So they then figured out a way to send that over ethernet. So now you could send, this video signal to as many encoders as you wanted, uh, whatever. Uh, and they rebranded it as I think Globecaster. And so when they did and that, so they started they killed this... the old brand. No, and they no. Had a funeral well, for I it? mean, technically but in the no. long run. Yeah. But my whole point no, is kidding. they ended up establishing this cruddy little network that was streaming. Like 1998, I was streaming on video wow. on the internet and it was, uh, it was crazy to think about then. Uh, but, uh, the founder, uh, had passed and, uh, Will Wheaton's brother, uh, Will Wheaton was a fa- friend of the company and of Paul Montgomery, as well as his brother had worked for the company. So that was, wow. Gotcha. I, I love the way, and I can tell, because I, I told Marty before this, uh, actually, my my beloved Corgi, uh, Winston, passed over the weekend. And um, the saddest thing that I now realize, other than that, is the fact that I have been devastated by this. But now I also know in my core, unfortunately, I must be a narcissist because you giving me the opportunity to talk on your show, I felt the most human I have in many days. But that said, narcissist, I love the way I was just trying to tell you how I met Will Wheaton suddenly became into a humble brag about how I was one of the unknown pioneers of streaming video. No, I think that's amazing. <laughs> this is this is the point. People want to hear these stories. It's not a humble brag if, it, if it's true and, uh, and it is... What it is something we lean heavily on, you mm-hmm. know, um, Akame and all those pioneers of of streaming and, um, but uh, did you? Anyhow, I, I was very relieved. I, I was out of the country, but I was relieved to hear about the midterms. Mm-hmm. It gave me a little more faith in democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and like you said, we're not in a perfect situation, Joe Biden for many of the good things he he offers uh he's not yeah like he we i am not 100% aligned with him but um it it is weird though that there are so many people who just align themselves with Trump um just because he uh he's the person in power and the case is asked but what's it is exciting to know that the people that he backed several of them most of them, I believe, uh, did sort of uh, whatever they bombed out, um, and they weren't elected. Uh, the people yeah. said that we would, 
in those areas, they said we'd rather vote for a Democrat than put your crazy ass in office. So, yeah, thank God, you know, because yes. I have very little faith in in the country and in humanity lately. Yeah. Uh, along those lines, so, um, and along the, the, the sort of technology line, so um, Twitter has been going through a, 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 just a the ringer. Uh, hey, good news, though, Marty. It, finally, I'm verified. Uh, oh, really? Well, somebody has eight more bucks than I do. Right? Oh, big uh, <laughs> I have not used it for the powers of good like many others. Did you really sign up? Did you really? I don't see a blue check on you. Fuck yeah, I did. Oh, did they finally get rid of it? Because I know they said they were oh, also they did get rid of it. Sorry, it. they got rid of it. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Uh, and by the way, your... Um, I, I was finally verified. Oh, Winston well. is the bestest boy, and he's beautiful. What a beautiful, beautiful dog. And he was magnificent. To you. Uh, sadly, um... I shouldn't say, I, in, in a tweet, I responded that I was obsessed with them, and it's true. There was a point where my wife said, you realize you kiss that dog more than me and your children combined. And it's true. Very, very true it was. Oh, I kiss my dogs, yeah, way more than humans. Because um, they can't file a restraining order against me. If you so. use the Twitter app, though, it still looks like I have the blue check. Oh, yeah, baby. Okay. Sorry, I'd right. wanted it for so long. I figured, why not buy it? So, Elon Musk came in with guns a blazing, saying, "I'm going to make things right. I'm going to make Twitter move at the speed I think it should. I'm going to clean up the bots. I'm going to make it a a revenue generator. Um, I'm going to get you know make fix this blue check thing. And what happened was for eight dollars a month." or you could just pay $8 and then quit. You could impersonate somebody, and which is what happened. Somebody posted as Eli Lilly and said, all diabetes medication is free. Uh, Eli Lilly dropped 4%. Um, he, uh, Elon Musk criticized how uh, the a Android refresh was really slow. An engineer said that he was wrong. That engineer was fired. He fired just people left and right. Um, a bunch of people left voluntarily um, because it's a shit show there. And uh, also, advertisers have been dropping off. Like um, I don't know. Put in a metaphor. Uh, 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 I'm horrible at metaphors. Um, I don't know. <laughs> That's not the one. That's not the one. Um, anyhow, just put, insert your own metaphor there. Right now, they, Marty is realizing just how much he appreciates the comedic abilities of those he regularly does. I know. With. This is what... I, no, you're doing... This is... I'm so happy. I feel like I'm in my tribe. I'm amongst my tribe. So, do you... And, and also, they've lost a, a million users, I believe. Um, a bunch of people have dropped off, uh, high-profile people and low-profile people. I'm not a big Twitter user. I only use it to say that we're going live uh, because I'm terrible at marketing. How do, you, how do you feel about this whole thing as somebody in the tech world? Mm, I think the best way to put it, Marty, is that it is a literal shit show right now. Uh, there is no other way to put it. And sorry if I just deafened half the audience fixing the audio level. Um, 
it, it's a literal shit show because not only do you have these situations where it it caused uh, the ability for a company to lose uh, its billions, Eli Lilly billions, or is it millions? Um, I mean, four percent is of Eli Lilly is it's probably a few billion, yeah. right? And in in that circumstance, uh, that's bad. But then there's oh, also the flip which... side that not only key people are in place or were in place to ensure that the the uh, service runs and it's breaking. Uh, that's one thing. And also, uh, if you know how to look at this thing, uh, they've in having to institute these changes, they're running development code in production, which means that it's unfinished, not fully vetted software out for the public to use, which has privacy concerns uh software security concerns so it is that, just yes. it's it is just amazing that there, uh, this ego has played out the way it has with him buying this app and clearly not knowing what the hell to do with it yeah they have um teams there that are there to that the possible like misappropriation of new features and whatnot uh, those those people were canned. Uh, the CISO, the chief security officer, he resigned. Uh, so there are not a lot of safeguards in place, and yet he had this new feature to sell this eight dollar blue check mark, and then he had to withdraw it because people were abusing it. Mm -hmm. And he today he promised it's coming back November 29th. I mean, but in a new, new way, I, I just believe whatever I read on Twitter. So it doesn't matter if it blue check mark or not. I believe it. I used to be an addict of Twitter. It used to be my go to source for what I felt was a solid democratic voice, if you will. Um, but I have I've waned away. I've just decided to read my media from the sources I can that I feel are either the Trusted least sources, but the least biased, I guess, if you can even find such a thing, I think mm -hmm. like NPR is one of the only, and, and Reuters and the AP maybe are the only real BBC. Oh, there you go. Anything not here as well. <laughs> um, so I really do that. I really, I, I'm much in the same way. I almost only use Twitter the same way I use Facebook, which is just strictly for distribution of my quote unquote brand. That's it. And, um, I mean, there are, there are so many implications, uh, for what's going on. Uh, so many ways that, that, uh, couldn't negatively, uh, bounce back at Twitter. And, you know, one thing too, Marty, I don't know if this is true, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens with Twitter in the month of, of well, I'm not even going to say, but between now and the end of the year, let's just say that there is nobody at Twitter now that was on a distribution list for the reminder to renew a certificate that has a, a security certificate or server certificate or the like that's uh, renewed every five years. So after all of his shenanigans, now, uh, you know, it could be that that Twitter itself will suddenly, the fail whale may, right. may return. You think buying a blue check mark is hot? Let's bring back the fail whale. 
Wait, can you explain that a little more? Because I think that's a little bit into the weeds for oh, uh, it is. other okay, people. So, by other people, I mean me. Okay, so let's say, for example, that, that and this is a hypothetical, but let's say I'm running Will Social Media Application. And, and in that, uh, there are many different servers and the like that are, that are used in order for the service to run. Uh, those servers may have to maintain uh, so, uh, security certificates. What those do is, is that they, like SSL? Yes, and it's an encryption certificate, let's say, for example, okay. to ensure that the traffic that's being transmitted across your network is uh, secure. And uh, most web browsers and the like also won't allow you to utilize things in an insecure manner now. It's very hard to access an insecure uh, website without getting some type of warning and the like. So that's one thing. Uh, but also, in these circumstances, you wind up with a situation where uh, systems also will not talk to each other if these certificates are not in place because they 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 deem the other as not being secure. So when they that happens, yeah, there's no more handshakes. There's no more cross communication. Uh, everything just stops, and that's potentially uh -huh. what we may see before the end of the year with Twitter. Really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a. I'm bringing. I'm I'm like the QAnon of the tech world. I'm bringing you the <laughs> the noise. <laughs> Just call me the Steve. Uh, don't call me the Steve Bannon or anything. I lied. I don't know where I'm going with that. Sorry. Uh, but um, and and how does how can I hype my my new uh, Merp coin then? You know, if not for Twitter, <laughs> your NFT is it a? Oh no, it's it's yeah. it's a it's a it's an actual crypto, not an NFT. No, not a NFT. No, not, not an NFT. NFT. It's no, not it's, NFT. A, it's a full on crypto. I've I've um I've minted them. I've actually. Oh wait. Did I do it wrong? I've got a whole garage full of little coins, little plastic coins. Is that bad? Marty money. Um, I love it. I want my Marty money. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, man. I, you know, that's, that's the thing that I don't like because uh, this year I turned 51 and I, I always was afraid of the threshold. I knew it would be there one day. Uh, because I always understood technology. I was naturally drawn to it. I absorbed knowledge about it and I was excited about it, but I was terrified of the threshold, Marty. And that is the threshold where you go from being the boisterous, uh, know-it-all about something to the, what is that? And literally almost everything <laughs> about crypto and NFT and everything makes no sense to me because it, I, you know, People dealing with these things in these new economies, it's like they didn't live, which they probably didn't, through the late 90s and early 2000s when there was the new economy that was being brought on by the web, which then collapsed. It was the dot-com collapse, and all of these people, they had been baristas six months ago, now they were baristas again because their tech job dried up because dot-coms weren't getting funded. We've already been through alternative economies and wealth models, and they don't work. So you tell well, me something about crypto and NFT, I don't understand them, and it just seems like throwing your money away. I don't think anybody, or I think very few people understood them and uh, and uh, we're talking about Bitcoin, obviously, and blockchain currencies, um, uh, and I, but I think people just dismissed people who didn't embrace them wholeheartedly, and like you don't understand it, and then went on to uh, invest in them and preying on everybody's like, oh yeah, I totally, I'm in on the joke, yeah, 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 yeah sign me up, and then. They're buying 
Bitcoin for sixty thousand dollars, and now it's worth whatever it is, sixteen thousand dollars. You know? Um, <laughs> did you? Did I you, mean, did you ever watch uh, HBO's Silicon Valley? Uh, uh, some of it, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget the one moment where the the big rich douchebag that helped fund uh, the nerdy guy's business and the like. At one point, uh, the nerdy guy is going to seek advice, I think, and and the big money douchebag is literally in the dump trying to find a pair of pants he threw out because it had the thumb drive with the, with the uh, token for his his crypto. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, to me, that's just like, if you can lose an entire money model in your pants that you threw out, it's not really money, uh, is it? Yes. I, and I've heard many, many stories like that. Uh, oh, that drive uh, is in an old computer. And I think it's in my parents' attic. Uh, and then I spent all over Thanksgiving trying to find it. And <laughs> yeah, you see, and, you're talking about you hear that type of thing. And what I'm thinking about is that like the position I'm in, I've been uh, basically one way or another, a, a tech uh, consultant for Kevin Smith now for uh, I think it's 2011, 20, so 11 years now. And and right, it's literally right. come back to the point where there's a lot of media that's coming in and out of my possession. And, and now we've finally gone full loop where I've had so many drives and so many failures. I do that same type of thing trying to find something that somebody references from from Kevin's stuff from from like 2012. It's like, like a, a good right. example. Um one of the things that I, I can't deconstruct because I never owned the media uh, is that there's this entire back catalog of what I call Nooner 2.0. And that's when you were doing the Smodco uh, radio show, Smorting right. Show. Uh, right. and, and there's a lot of good stuff in there. And I can't remember whether it was an early Nooner or it was that. But, you know, like one of the things that always cheesed me off is that you and Dan... Had, don't use that that crazy language with me, you Mr. And, Cheezer. Don't, seriously, you and Dan uh, had the drop on something before it went viral by Ellen, and uh, it's oh, like yeah. I feel like I you never got the credit you deserved. And I was, you know, and and thankfully for Nooner, if it, if it was Nooner, it's there. But like this old data, I can't separate because at some point somebody had taken all of those different shows and just crammed them into one uh, show RSS feed. I can't tell them apart. Uh, but, yeah. you know, and there are other things too. It's like, hey, do you have this picture of this? It's like, no, I don't. That was four hard drives ago. I don't know. But you know what? That's the glory of, of this day and age. Like, there's so much data out there. There's so much information. You know, it just makes something else. Make something else. Make some, create a new scoop. You know, and Ellen's gone. Uh, I'll, I'll see if Dan can, can get something else out of Kristen Bell. Um, uh, thank you. I knew you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, seriously, did that cheese you? I've never had this opportunity to ask you one on one. Did that oh, kind no, of did no. that kind just, of cheese it, you it, off it, a little? It, it it tickled me, and you know what? No one's ever going to know what we're talking about. But, uh, <laughs> hey, it, but if you do, but if you do, uh, use uh, the hashtag of is it Nooner Pod? Yeah, Nooner Podcast. Nooner yeah. Podcast. Go to Nooner. Uh, use the hashtag Nooner Podcast and tell us what you think we're we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We'll bring yeah, a little live good. interactive in aspect <laughs> to it. And thank you, Tyson, for sharing with the world uh, the reference of what fail whale is. Thank you. Anyway. Oh, very good. Uh, yeah. So uh, there, this whole crypto thing has has collapsed in the past couple of weeks. Uh, 
specifically with the fall, the the filing for bankruptcy of FTX, I believe it's mm -hmm. called. Yes. Um, and uh, this is a young guy uh, who also has a, a three-letter moniker, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried. And he's a, a guy from my hometown. And 30 years old, he created this sort of crypto empire uh, uh, worth at $1.32 billion. He was worth like $16 billion. And now they had to file for bankruptcy and who knows how much money they have. I mean, they. Uh, do you know the, the mechanics of how everything went down? I mean, in, in a nutshell. Like, no, I'm completely okay. clueless. Again, so, it's one of those things. I've seen the headlines, but I yeah. dive into it and I'm suddenly mad that I can't get the VCR clock to stop blinking in my mind. Yeah. So basically, as I understand it, and I, and I know I'm going to butcher this and get shit wrong, but it's not dissimilar from a Ponzi scheme, but uh, he started a crypto exchange. So people stored their crypto with him and they traded there. And then he also created uh, another token called um, FTX or whatever. They they had their own token um, and it's not FTX, but it's something very similar to that. Uh, and then he had his girlfriend or off and on girlfriend had a venture capital fund where they were taking that his investors money, putting it there. And this is like, you know, this is fake money. And they were using that to leverage to buy more crypto. So they were taking fake money to buy more fake money. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at a certain point, um, one of his competitors who also goes by letters, I, 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 it's something like CX or something like that. Um, D-I-K. <laughs> yeah, D-I-C-K. Uh, uh, no, I think it's, um, you know, FTT was a token that he created. Uh, he, uh, they were in trouble because they were over leveraged. They basically um, had bought all this fake money with their fake money. And if, uh, they were overextended. Right. You know, they didn't have the actual money to pay back their the people who were invested with them. Uh, another uh, this um, CX guy came in and he's like, "Oh, uh, from Binance," and said, um, "No, uh, we'll we'll bail you out." And then looked at the books and was like, "No, we're not going to bail you out." Said that on Twitter or whatever on on the internet and. That caused this mad rush where everybody was well, pulling out. But their money. was it really him, or was it CZ. just somebody that had? Sorry, ah, the blue check. Yeah, no, it was him. And, Comedy comes um, in threes. Cz pulled out and um, and basically uh, everything collapsed. And now he's been playing video games and contemplating his mistakes. Um, so you know, I don't have a bunch of sympathy because these are people who just created i mean it's not that conceptually it's not different from money like the mm -hmm. the federal reserve right we say that this mean this this is worth a dollar and they were like oh yeah well this is worth a dollar too and then uh, but they didn't actually create anything they didn't like build anything they weren't using that money for well uh, he donated a lot to to democratic campaigns but i mean it's just it's it's silly money, and I feel like this is 
I don't know. I just want this to be over with. I do, but what, as this, I understand, this, I don't this know particular the, segment or the 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 the, uh, the problems this is causing. Exactly. No, uh, the problems this is causing, but at the same time, blockchain don't quite understand it, but it is a ledger system that mm -hmm. allows you to track things. There is value in that. I don't know if creating a a, a second currency is the best application of it. So. I mean, it, look, when it all came down to all this stuff, one of the major things that always threw me, okay, the part that doesn't make sense to me at all is, mm. is when this originated and people were utilizing computers to somehow harvest Bitcoins out of data streams from, I don't know where. And, and I know that sounds weird when I explain it, but I feel like that's also the reality of what it was and how it's developed into this quote unquote new economy. But it's very interesting when in this situation where you're looking at it, where you kind of relate it to a Ponzi scheme, because always at some point the, the money comes due, right? If you're right. taking money in uh, and you're, you're getting others to buy into this, but then there are some that cash out, you got to pay the people that cash out. And eventually yeah. you're going to go from yeah. the black to red. It's very interesting to find out that these new models of currency are still able or to be manipulated the exact same way old money is. That's yeah, cool. And, but even more easily, you know, um, they're just go on the internet and there are sites that will hype this and that and the other. I, I, I just, you know, I'm not against it. You mm -hmm. know, if, if you can create a trustworthy, stable Bitcoin type of thing, then fine, go, go for it. But I, just think that if you're just trying to get rich, it's just not. But isn't that the drive almost everyone has? Uh, yeah, except for the rich who just want to protect their money. So. True. And yeah, so. But they buy politicians, so it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Um, okay, we can move on from there. I just want everybody to know that we are doing this. We are in two different places. We're doing this virtually. We're doing this on, the, on um, a... a video conference system uh -huh. that we won't name it's google uh and i am doing it on the computer that was crashing every 10 minutes last time we used this really yeah, yeah. Wh but what's um, the difference then is it just because i'm the one that's running the whole show yes thank <laughs> you, you so much just, well no. but you see now marty you bring up a very good point um and, and again, you know, old model versus new model, old model versus not. So old money, new money. Uh, how does mm. the Bitcoin work? How does this work? Uh, I am, I'm slightly old school in the way I do things. So I don't know if it would surprise you to learn that you're talking to me from a studio where I'm literally looking at, I kid you not, I'm looking at four different web cameras. I'm looking at five different monitors because I believe that there needs to be a computer for each thing. So for example, when I do my podcast and if we were streaming video out of this, this, this is the, the not guest computer, but the other host computer. So it's specifically mm -hmm. for talking to who I'm broadcasting with, uh, the broadcasting computer is the one right next to it. That's the one. All its job is to do is get the stream out. When I played the intro that nobody heard, uh, I'm kidding. I don't know. Uh, and, and they'll hear it on the podcast. So it doesn't matter as you, you reminded me many times. But that computer is an independent computer just for playing sounds. And if we were to bring people in via Discord to join the program and talk to us, or if we had a phone line or anything, I got a computer dedicated for that. And then it all comes in through a mixer. So 
my my whole point is, you know, like you you're saying this computer is running just fine because it's not crashing now because you're only asking it to do one thing, just the one. I know. And that's the and honestly that's the way things should be. That's why when you have uh like devices that have are multifunction, they do this, that and the other thing. I'm like, "No, I want one that does one of those things well." I so, guess so. I guess so. I mean, that's how I do the podcast. Uh I'll have one thing that does the just the sound part from another computer that I do look up stuff on and you know the yeah. whole thing though is morning and, and I, I again you know kudos to you you kept your podcast together through the pandemic which i think okay, is a thing and and you've figured out a way to work because i'll tell you guys you're like oh he's on kevin smodco network he must be he's raking in the mediocre bucks <laughs> marty gets nothing for doing this so if he's got, i get a, a, he, a mild ego boost and and thank everybody ditto who's listening so ditto when it comes to podcasting right there with you i've got a podcast yeah. on his network i'm dope that's it yeah uh all of those things i talked about I paid for. So you, you know, you have funded this just out of pure passion and the desire to well, do it. And, and we you did made have help from listeners. So I'm very grateful for that. There you go. Uh, but my computer has eight cores that could handle all those tasks that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but anyhow, I, uh, it kept crashing on me. So I replaced the, um, the video card i replaced the the uh ssd and uh was doing this that and the other did a whole clean whatever huge pain in the ass and then finally just replaced the motherboard and that fixed it and so everybody i know you were all concerned and i just want everyone to know that on this pretty pretty well specced computer not not it's not crazy but um, I can play ten-year-old all the ten-year-old video games I haven't played that are in my uh, Steam library. So, oh, awesome! Yes, yes, and they they look just as good as they did ten years ago. So, oh, you started started Fallout Three yesterday. Um, it doesn't even fit on my monitor, uh, but I'm I'm gonna play it. Um, you want? Can and I, then can I tell you? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me. Finish. Yeah, no, go, go, go. I was gonna. Can I tell you a very embarrassing fact? Because uh, I, I get embarrassed because of the way my wife reacts. But like one of the things I, uh, one of the video games I love playing, I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud, but oh my God, I have so much fun playing Fortnite. It is just, which is, it's, I don't know what that says about me because it's kind of terrible because it's, it means I have a lot of fun playing a game where I'm hunting other people, essentially. <laughs> no, no, not fun hunting other people, hunting 13 year old boys. Uh, now, when but you put it that way, I understand why I'm into it completely. <laughs> Do you play it with uh, your headset on and, and, oh, yeah, stream obscenities at, at, and all the, Will's inner racist comes out and well, um, no, yeah. no, my gosh, no. Yeah, look, I, I ran with you on the thirteen-year-old little boys, but I'm not going. <laughs> oh, so many sound bites! I'm going to regret from this. But yeah. uh, no, I, it's you know, you just you get your regular core friends you play with uh, every once yeah. in a while. I get invited to play with Jay Muse, but it's just. It, it's just the funny thing is, is just the game is just ridiculous fun. And I'm I, honestly speaking, I'm I'm not as much of a gamer as I used to be. I used to have a very addictive personality. So like EverQuest. That's why I don't game. Yeah, because Ever, like EverQuest, World of Warcraft, those type of things just suck you in. My wife said, you know, you always tell me you just got it. It's like, I just got to do this. I just got to do that. Then I can finally get off the computer. 
So I kind of stay away from that. Like literally I've got a PS4 only because I wanted to play the Marvel's, uh, Sony Marvel's Spider-Man on it. And uh-huh. I kid you not, it's just been sitting there gathering dust. But that's because... Did you, did you play Spider-Man? I did. I played it all the way through. I didn't do all the side missions, but I at least played the game. Uh-huh. And and now, why now did I even waste the money? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you wait uh-huh. long enough. Yeah, I'm just waiting for it to be get in a Steam sale, and then I'll add it to my library for five ninety nine and never play it. Um, yeah, uh, but was it good? Did Yo, you enjoy it's a, it? it? It's a great game. You could just spend hours just web slinging all around uh, New York City in that mm. game and opening up new areas. And and you know, it really had it had lots of side missions. Of course, there's some. Uh, poison situation where you got to go through stations to do things and retrieve things there's some guy that's playing games with you or something i don't even remember you got to find backpacks all over the city to get stuff so just lots of fun stuff and a a decent story that took you through almost i think the sinister six as the villains that you were playing against because there was yeah, there was a lot of them. There was Kingpin, Scorpion, all all, all the ones you expect. The Lizard. And Craven is one of them. Um, I don't know if he was. I don't know if he was in that. You know, it's been. it's God, that was pre-pandemic. That was the I, last I thing. Can't I can't remember. I don't think I can name all the Sinister Six. I lost my bona fides. Your bona fides? Um, my bona fides. Oh, well, I mean, if you're just talking about the comic book, not in the game. I think the traditional Sinister Six that people would come to would be Dr. Octopus, Mysterio. I've yeah. lost most of your audience. I'm sorry. Let's stop. <laughs> no, are you kidding? It's that, That's the best is when you bring up, I, I'm you know, that sort of Steve Ditko era um, Sinister Six stuff. Did he, Was that him? I, I mm-hmm. feel like... Rhinoceros. Yeah. Where was I? It was so uh, Mysterio... Um, the lizard, uh, Doc Ock. Um, I don't know if you count the rhino. Really, um, the scorpion. If Green I didn't Goblin? already mention him, Green Goblin. Who would be the sixth though? The Sandman. I think those oh. are like your classic oh, yeah, Sinister yeah, yeah. Six. Okay, and then it That's would get modified. Um, well, there are these other games. So, uh, one game that came up in my feed. Whoa! I'm sorry. Hold that thought, Marty. You're not going to believe this. As of 6.25 p.m., Carrie Lake has endorsed President Trump for his 24 Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the I can't believe that. Sorry, that just came up. That is amazing. No, no, no. Uh, uh, as no. you were, I'm sorry. No, no. Go do your thing, Carrie Lake. Um, oh, my God. She just sounds like such a wretched, wretched person. Uh, and, and I'm speaking specifically of the, the things she sent to Liz Cheney where she thanked her for her fundraising efforts and said, um, she said, uh, this was in uh, the end of October. She sent this letter to Liz Cheney saying, thank you for speaking, uh, for endorsing my opponent. Um, Your efforts helped me raise $500,000. Your donation will not go unnoticed. And then uh, I think today, Liz Cheney sent a tweet that said, you're welcome. (laughs) Oh, I look, I'm not, I'm not, I, again, I'm not necessarily reveling in all of this simply because I, I, well, you know, I really, I, you know, it's not like I want everyone to become a centrist, but really uh, politics doesn't work, at least in regards to the house of representatives and the Senate, if you don't have some type of compromise and, and just things. I want the, 
I want the liars to lose oh, you know, on uh, either side. Oh, yeah, that's true. I would love that. And, you know, honestly speaking, I, 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 it would be really interesting to see what would happen if, say, Ron DeSantis were to, to uh, actually secure the candidacy and then somehow Trump went with a third party, thus ensuring whoever ran as the Democrat would win by splitting the vote. Oh my God. Uh, there amazing. are many ways this political cycle could play out very interesting. Anyway, I'm sorry you brought up Kerry Lake again. No, uh, no. Uh, JP says my PS4 was similarly purchased just for the Spider-Man and God of War titles been gathering dust since i uh, was thrilled to break it out again for god of war ragnarok this week Ooh. he replaced the voice of of uh what's his name kratos or whatever his name is um which is a bummer because that guy's voice is awesome uh also i do want to give a shout out to kevin conroy um, oh who yeah passed away he was the voice of batman for many many of the animated uh dc films such a, a great talent. He went to Juilliard. As well um, as the Arkham uh, games. Uh, oh, the Bar there you Batman go. Arkham games. He voiced that. And Mark Hamill also provided the voice of the Joker, both the animated and, series and that video game. And yeah, that yeah. man's voice as Batman is Batman for an entire generation. And I consider sure. myself part of that. Uh, yeah. It was, it, it is amazing his his contribution in just a modification in the tone of the way he speaks. I never knew who Kevin Conroy was until a good decade after Batman the Animated Series came out. But I always appreciated, without knowing the man, the gravitas that he brought to that performance. Not only in Batman, but also in Bruce Wayne. Because yeah. it, it, it was a completely different voice. I mean, obviously yes. a very talented voice actor, but yeah, also yeah. a person who who has definitely made an impact on many. And uh, not only that, but let's not forget, he was also working like the, the food prep lines during 9-11 uh, uh, and the recovery. Oh uh, so, you know, also a decent human being as a matter of fact if you're listening to this uh i think uh just dropped a little while ago on kevin smith's youtube page was uh him at a recent uh stop on the clerks three convenience tour someone in, during the q a had asked him you know do you have any anecdotes to share and i just said anecdotes Ugh. It's, An anecdotes for um, I would uh, jump on I would uh, jump on anybody else, but not about not you, Will. Kevin Too Conroy, and it, it's a wonderful piece to listen to if you want to appreciate the man. Also, we will be re-releasing uh, Kevin Conroy's appearance on Fat Man on Batman soon with an adjusted opening by Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, he died too young. Sixty-six is too young for mm -hmm. someone so talented. Uh, he didn't tell anybody. Um, about his illness and uh, it's just such a bummer and mark hamill left I mean, everybody's been just been uh just pouring their hearts out in in tribute to him uh what a, a loss mm -hmm. um but anyhow uh i don't know how i got uh, to kevin conroy but well we're talking video um, games <laughs> video games yes uh and i haven't played the arkham games i have them in my library because i Probably got it for me on Epic Games, but uh, there's a weird uh, there, there. There's some weird games. There's a game called A Little to the Left, 
and it's basically rearranging like shelves to to be a little neater i and, can i can understand that yeah like the ocd people like yeah. they live in a shithole but their computer shelves are you know their, they're their amazing. virtual shelves are just beautiful amazing. like uh there's that game unpacking like somebody was saying like oh this is such a the most satisfying game ever unpacking is the most stressful thing ever to me like i hate unpacking so basically you're moving into a house and you're unpacking boxes and putting plates on walls that is the that is the look i think there is one universal truth nobody loves moving they don't you don't like packing up all your shit having to try and get it somewhere else and then having oh. to take it out and put it somewhere else. Nobody likes that. How so, on earth is that an enjoyable game? Okay, I know why. Because their first try was packing and it flopped. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we got this all wrong. <laughs> There's one guy in the um, room who's like, guys, I got the idea that's going to save us, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't throw out those video models, those, those uh, 3D models. We're going to make this work. We're just going to reverse it, baby unpacking and i'm going to tell you why it's going to work you ready one word maybe two i don't know i'm not smart bubble wrap <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and then like that that's a side game when you pop the <coughs> bubble wrap uh but it's a it's a huge hit like unpacking I, is a huge hit and I, i'm sure if i started it maybe i would understand it but i don't want to start it I, I, I'm not trying to reveal anything about my wife because uh, it's but one of the things I know that she enjoys doing is actually just like a color by numbers app. And she go and it's, I think they're all Disney inspired and licensed as well. But I mean, she'll she can just when she just needs to, like, get out of her head that game for that game for an hour of just coloring pictures is so and, relaxing and for her. You, you don't even have to color in the lines. You just click the... You just tap it. You got to right. find the right spot. It is a challenge. Some of them are really big drawings and you have to find... You're like, oh, it says I'm not done with seven. Where the fuck is this last number seven? It's just a way to occupy your brain mm -hmm. for a little bit, and which is fine. I have... That's... I that's I strive to do that every day. And hopefully I get paid for some of the times I get to do it. Do you... you know? it, like, I, one thing... That made me realize I'm I'm both addicted to my handheld data unit, uh, as well as I am obviously technology dependent for for stimulus now. But have you ever had this experience where you know you're doing whatever you're doing on your phone and you're going through the different either social medias or or uh, news sites or the like, and you just suddenly hit a point where you're frustrated because it's you're just not getting whatever it is you need from it. Uh, there, you just kind of hit a base satisfaction. You know, it's just like there hasn't been just that right TikTok, or you just Twitter is just being lame, and you get frustrated. And that's when you kill a hobo. Oh, that's well. Now I know what to do. And then you feel, then you feel something. All no, right. Um, I, 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 I uh, go on. Complete your thought. Well, Sorry. no, that that was it. It's just like suddenly you. I just hit a wall where I'm just whatever satisfaction is I'm looking for. It's oh. not there. So I have to set my media down, and then it's just like, well, now what? I feel that way. I have that with so many things. Like, uh, 
I go to a movie and I'm like, oh, I want the large popcorn. And I'm two thirds in and I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm bloated. I'm hands are greasy. Still keep going. Still yeah. keep going to the end. You oh, know? yeah. Um, and feel empty and sad and, and terrible. But uh, and then the, the times when um, I, I just take drugs nonstop and like, why? Why? No. Um, <laughs> Cause I just need yeah. one more, just one more. No, it it is one of those things of like, yes, we want to be occupied, we want our brains occupied, but we also want to have a little bit of value, and that's where unpacking comes in. By the way, and I'm a investor in the company that oh. uh, designed unpacking. No, uh, <laughs> but there, there's like there's car wash simulator where you know you're. Your filthy, shitty Honda Civic is out there. Or, I'm sorry, Kia Soul um, <laughs> is out there, just covered in schmutz and and smog and whatnot. You know, and I, I want to laugh and, at this but, one, but I drive a Kia Sorento, so you know you're you're, no, you're, okay. you're I, a little close. Buddy. I would I would be happily get a Kia, uh, but uh, yeah. But your Porsche in your virtual world is spotless. You know, the only um, thing I need from a from a car wash simulator is just the the different colored foams and maybe some lights on the windshield and windows around me. So if it was just like if the game is just you pick the car wash you want and then your phone becomes your the windshield basically. That's all I need so from it. If you go to one of these gas stations that has a built in um, uh, car wash. They'll you go in, and the, the first thing that they do is they spray the three color foam, mm -hmm. and you. It's kind of like tricks, like every different little uh, tricks are for kids. Every little toasty od color is a different flavor. It turns out they're all the same flavor. They all just are sugar. <laughs> Marty, uh, let me tell you something too. Some of the car washes now have gotten to the point where they realize, you know. Guys, we don't really need to have the purple and blue or the blue, red, and yellow foam. We just need lights on white foam. And literally, I know there are car washes in my area. Oh that's my god. I would love that. <laughs> it would be it's like a it's like a I think it's, it's like a rave. Yeah, I it's think like it's like a rave that cleans your car. Yeah, it's like quick quack, I think, or something. And it's just this right. It's all lights, man. I could do that at home though, if I really wanted to. But I, you know, then I'd have to buy lights. So let's just let them do it. Um, PC Builder is a, is a game. Oh, well, uh, they just came out with PC Builder Two, and basically you just pick components and build a computer. Like that's what I cut up my hands and like curse the gods with to get this machine working. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you saw what I had to do to to fake a heatsink, anyhow, not not um important marty, but like why you, is that a game marty you're literally talking to the guy who ordered a a 10 by 10 inch piece of copper so i could cut a one and a half inch by one and a half inch square piece of copper and create an artful artificial heat sink to run a graphics card i had no business running in a laptop so i appreciate yeah. <laughs> every bit of pc building stories you have i was like, I was like scraping thermal paste from one Thing, one piece I was going to throw away. Well, yeah, because what are you going to do? Fries it. is gone. Oh, my God. It was so sad. But 
I have to say, far more satisfying and more interesting than PC Builder, where you don't get to do shit like that. Uh, no, you just start I doing do... that sadistic shit like you do in The Sims, where you build like an entire theme park, but don't put in bathrooms. In this case, you can you just try and build outrageous computers that you, just to see how bad they're going to fry, maybe? I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Uh, by the way, there... I'd like to thank my buddy Zach for side messaging me to point out uh, another great video game hot take that came out of oh, yeah. uh, Adult Swim's Rick and Morty was they go to this advanced uh, uh, adult entertainment place like a Dave and Buster. It's called Blitz and Chits. And in it, there's a game called Roy. And it's literally nothing but you go into a simulator and you find yourself as this guy, Roy, and you live his life in a matter of minutes. You know what I mean? But for you, it's the whole experience. It just it's like living a, a mundane light of a guy who gets a carpet store and then has a heart attack. Roy sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> That's why I became an actor. You know, I never got to play any like uh, fun roles. It was always just like guy, you know, soccer dad. Walter, come here. Is everything okay? Oh, is Walter getting into something again? Oh, yeah, yeah. Walter, uh, the puppy, is <laughs> Walter, my father, <laughs> got into the, got is pulling, dragging towels around the house. Yeah, I, um, um, I, I know I mentioned my corgi past, and I've noticed something about myself. The, the deeper the emotional connection I have to the animal, the faster I have what I call rubber banding, which is like immediately finding another pet and not in a, the way to replace them, but just, you know, there's that emotional hole that I'm looking to fill. And let's face it. If you're a person that has had and love a pet, and this is the reason why I thoroughly trust anyone that at least has pets, at least that has them and loves them, because it means you're dealing with an eternal optimist. Because when you've had a pet that you love, you're fully invested in and dearly, and they pass and you go through that kind of pain and you're still willing to get another pet, you're an eternal optimist. Um, I, I, I guess so, but you're also not afraid of pain. Yeah, that could be, I'm a masochist. I don't know. Uh, but I, I had the only reason why I think I rubber banded so bad was because of my really, I just, I was really obsessed with Winston. And the other side was I had always wanted to have a corgi it's just one of the breeds i've always wanted um as and it's one of the dogs that i just thought i would never obtain and then you know the pandemic hit and you start looking at ways to fill the void in your life and and we actually found a breeder and we got one and so that's the other side too i'm not seeking to replace winston but i just no. i need a corgi in my life once you've had one you know, it's like, it's like crack cocaine. Once you've had it, you just, you want that in your life. They're so cute. Um, yes, yes. My well, wife and, and I love corgis. Yeah, they're, they're a fun, they're a very fun breed, but boy, you got to keep them entertained. Anyway. Yeah, um, there is a game called Verse, Viscera Cleanup Detail, where you are a janitor on a space station and you're cleaning up dead bodies. How so, awesome so it's, is that? That's so the people that uh, somebody came along and they said, you know, this Among Us game is great, but there's a lot of mess that's right, left behind. Right, right. I think there's something like, there. The next crew for the Nostromo, they're on their way. Um, there's a lot of 
burnt out shit here and blood and guts and Yafet Koda's brain. Should should we really um, be surprised people are entertained by anything when back I, in the day I, we I, played snakes on Nokia phones? It's a testament to the imagination of like, you know, a pressure washer simulator. Like I love, I have a pressure washer. Oh. I've used it like three times. Oh, I... Every year I look forward to pressure washing my manufactured wood deck. Oh my God. It's not Trex. It's some offshoot of it like Brex or some crap. But man, every year when I get to pressure wash that, just seeing the that strip yeah. away, I get that one. But I totally You don't get have that to one. wait till to the you know the first days of summer. You can just do it while it's raining outside you can you can pressure wash anything you want mm -hmm. uh, it I, when, is so funny though when i when i lived down south the home that i i owned i had a uh, the front door or the front walkway had all this glorious brick but it was just facing the wrong direction and never got enough sun so even that too it's like cleaning of the brick i get it man there is something very soothing I mean, let's face it, yeah. people watch videos from like Dr. Pimple Popper and the like because there are just some some things, I, I guess, that are satisfying. About. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, how did you get into my browser history? How <laughs> dare you? Um, <laughs> 13 year old um, boys. <sighs> anyway, there's a, a, a psychologist who passed away, this Polish guy um, who, in like, he came up with this. His name is Mahali. Michali. You're braver man than I am. Yes. Uh, he came up with this idea of flow. And the, I, he was looking at how people who do certain jobs that seem externally boring, like, um, like a, a person who's just assembling, attaching nuts to bolts in a, an assembly line. You had me at nuts. Uh, yeah, I knew that. I was trying to capture my audience uh and he he was like well like what why do how can this person do this for 30 years just doing the same thing over and over and it's because they get in what they call a flow state and they they you know they get so into the idea of just getting into a rhythm and their their brain just they can tune out everything else hyper focused on this task and they're trying to just create attach all these nuts to bolts in an efficient way and i think everybody gets like it's a very pleasant state to be in you know for some people um not everybody for not not everybody it, nuts and bolts is not the the thing that gets their their flow going for some people it would be you know playing pressure washer video game and i think that's what these simulations are getting at I would say well, I, I can understand that I, you know, I, when I'm not working for Kevin Smith, douchebag, um, him, me, not him, me, not him want to be clear. Uh, but when I'm not doing that, I have a very corporate job. Right. And that is part of what I appreciate about it is that it's very regimented. It's very structured and it's very scheduled. So my, my work is very flow oriented and there is something about being kind of a, a, a specialist in your field, but also knowing every day you kind of anticipate what you're going to be working with, what you're going to be doing. And you find pleasure in it. Mm -hmm. However you need to find pleasure. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the barista who does a beautiful job, they're not, you know, they're not, slaving away for whatever you know 
day after day on one cup of thing. They're just doing the same cup and they do it really beautifully and they put their little pine tree on it or whatever and they send it on its way. That's got to be very satisfying and and it's cool to see people do that. But, I sit on thumbtacks to make sure I can feel something. Oh, oh I thought sorry. that's why you killed hobos. Yeah, well, that's no, that's why you. That's what you do. Now I know that. But my problem is I don't have any railroad tracks to find hobos by around me. <laughs> is that is that? I'm is just that kidding. A, actually, an there are offensive are. term. Hobo? Um, no. How yeah. could it be? Because I think I think it's almost a caricature term now and you know like i said it it evokes the the vision of this guy with a stick with a sack hanging from it and you know smoking discarded cigars and and cooking his beans and or her uh there in the the can itself there there uh, beans beans and in uh yeah um i i'm yeah it's a very evocative term um right now someone john sylvain is sitting going fuck this will guy Oh yeah, and he's like, <laughs> no. Uh, Actually, I wanted him. He'd be great. Yeah. What? It, it, I almost think it's a shame we didn't like hit up Chris Miller too. Uh, oh my God! Yes. Well, you know? you know what? We should do. We should do. Maybe we'll do a holiday thing. We'll give. Um, we'll give. Do ten minute segments and have people uh, call in and, and join in. Oh, that'd be dope. Uh, all right. That that that. There, we came up with it. Hey, man, let me just jump in here for a sec to remind you, jayandsilentbob.com, ladies and gentlemen. You want to buy anything Clerks-related, anything Jay and Silent Bob-related, anything Kevin Smith-related, go to jayandsilentbob.com. Now back to the show. Um, so do you have something for me? Um. <laughs> Are, oh, you, are, are no. you are you are you okay. are you referring to to some 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 tender spheres? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like maybe your softballs? Oh, sure. Why not? Coming at you in threes. Gonna put you at ease. If you like it rough, well tough. You can the softballs. Every time I hear that when I'm listening to Nooner, the first yeah. thing I immediately remember is one of the few times I called in to Nooner when it was live. And you we guys used to have a phone. Yeah. By the way. And you guys uh, thought I was him, that your friend that, that that put that together for you. Oh right. A- and the other various Nooner themes. Brad. Yeah. You're yeah. like, is this Brad? Oh I'm like, no, it's Will. Ah. <laughs> oh, that was probably our earliest interaction um i we're gonna do this uh we're gonna have extra softballs i think okay um because evan cardi of Sacktown, he uh emailed us with some softballs awesome um, nine days ago yeah thank you so much evan Hope, all those uh, ages everything ago. is going well with you that was an say, eternity say on the internet uh, that was an eternity on the internet nine days ago i know well yeah i was oh my god well I, I, we can talk about that another time. Um, Evan says, uh, "What? Which sport is the most fun to watch live in person?" Wow, uh, sure as hell ain't baseball. Um, <laughs> baseball is about uh, drinking and eating at a stadium, isn't it? 
when was the last time you're close to the um, Oakland A's, right? Um, I'm close to the, yeah, but I'm a Giants fan. If you, if I had, well, my wife's a Giants fan. So by proxy, I'm a Giants fan. So, okay. So you go into in the city and and you go watch a game here and there. Is it Oracle Park now? Used to be AT&T. But yeah, I haven't been to a baseball game since 2019. But that's that's really all it was about, mostly, was just the food. Because it's just it's a long, leisurely sit while something's going on. And a $12 Coors, you know. Um, I think, I think for me, that answer is simple. It's soccer. What we would conventionally call soccer, what they would call across the way as as football. Because it's a lot of fast, quick. I'm, it, I'm sure it's the same thing that draws people to watching basketball live. You know, or, yeah, because of the quick action movement of things back and forth and the way things can just change on the drop of a dime. I mean, I think the Simpsons might um, disagree with you in terms of fast action because I just remember they, they had one where it was just like, and he passes to the center and he passes to the <laughs> halfback. And it's just like, dude, dude, yeah, dude, dude. Uh, but it is a very fast paced game. I think fast-paced games are really fun to watch. Um, if they're too fast-paced, they're hard to... Like, hockey's really hard for me to appreciate um, because it moves very quickly. Uh, I like weird games. I like games where people are... Uh, sports where people are really passionate about it and they're not necessarily driven by uh, contracts and whatever. I, 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 I've watched a lot of tag, you know, or not live, I should say. I, let me tell you, I don't know if it qualifies as a sport, Marty, but I'm suddenly remembering 2019, I'm out hanging the Christmas decorations. And somehow, through my phone and Twitch, I stumbled across the Tetris International Competition. And Hell yeah. that I am amazed at how that drew me in. Guys yeah. spinning cubes really fast, trying to eliminate lines, and the color coverage, uh, co- the color commentary on these competitions was amazing. Yeah, and, and so I, I, I amend it. Tetris. I don't know if it qualifies as a sport. I'm going with Tetris. It's a sport. It's a, I've, I've watched cup stacking, Rubik's Cube. Like it's so, and, and when you see the passion of somebody doing something really at, at a level that you could never achieve, mm-hmm. it, is, uh, it is awesome. It's a really great uh, thing. But that said, I have trouble watching any of the major professional sports. Uh, baseball is boring. Um, football kills people. Uh, and it's just like really, really depressing. Watch- I-, I used to love watching football. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basketball. Um, basketball is, is, I guess it's, it's pretty interesting. But I, again, I, I feel like there's not, you know, how many people in the Houston Rockets are from actual Houston? Right. And yet the people from Houston support them. Well, that's why and a lot of college they sports get, get coverage, right? Because at least then there is, that's that you are a part of that community. You're going to that right. school. It's your alma mater. That right, right, right. Yeah. I get that. Um, yeah. So it's, it, I, I feel like uh, less of a, an affinity towards a professional sports team from my city. And and if it comes to watching it live, especially like at the event, I think we would both agree it's not golf because they almost seem to, to, to punish the um, oh, viewers, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. you're not allowed to really make noise. Gotta be really quiet, yeah. little claps. Yeah. 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 So, but it's, it's the a NPR great question. Of sports. Um, but let us know, uh, by the way, everybody can participate. You can email us. Um, and 
Tyson. Tyson had a very interesting um, observation. By the way, Marty, if you're feeling an odd sensation tonight, it's because actual yes anding is occurring. Um, that, that is, this is really off brand. Uh, can you just like shit on things before as I'm saying them? Oh, well, I get it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I could try. I'm sorry. I'm a little too cordial. No, 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 no. Please, this is this is too much fun. <laughs> um. Uh. Wow. Now I'm completely thrown. You know, Marty, you are just terrible as a host. The way you just keep losing <laughs> the track of the show. And I'm also uh, I'm what? also if nobody emails the mail sack, all right. If nobody uh -huh. mails the mail sack before my next appearance, I'm not coming on. Okay. I'm just saying. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, to be also to be fair, Evan did not deliver these uh, in person. He did email them to to the SAC. And if you want to contribute to the SAC, that's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Unfortunately, um, uh, what and, subject? And we can't really read from the mail SAC because I don't have the theme. So just move on. Oh, no. I, I, yeah. Back to the software. Um, what subject do you wish you had been taught in school? English. No, wait. What subject do I? I want to hear your answer first because sex ed, how to please a woman. Um, oh, can we no, make up our own? Sure, because I know there, there, there was. No I know we went through economics, but like, if I could have had an adulting class, that would have been much better, right? Oh yeah. I uh, mean, uh, like, what particular portion of adulting? Um. Fiscal responsibility would probably be be it. I oh, mean, hell and, yeah. and I think that there is an entire generation that that doesn't even like. I I know it because I've got a nineteen year old now, and I've got an eight year old and a nineteen year old. We we just got through it, and they said, you know what? Let's do it again. Um, and uh, like I, sh the concept. I'm gonna say four words. That kid, that the the younger generations don't know what I'm saying, which is balancing your checkbook, right? So, in other words, having the What's fiscal responsibility to understand what your financial commitments are, the money that you have, and the money that you have spent towards those financial commitments. I like that doesn't exist anymore. It's all online for them. They don't know. But but I think when it comes to adulting, seriously, I don't. You hear these type of things if you're fortunate enough to get into a work environment where they start preaching these things because they have, for example, a 401k. You can take some of your money, you can invest it into this fund pre-tax, so you're not paying tax on that money, and you can utilize it in order to attempt to build more wealth through trading stocks. And if you're fortunate for your enough- For your retirement. For your retirement. And should you be fortunate enough that your company, the company you're working for also matches funds, then they're throwing money in. And like one, and they say this to you, and you may hear it, like you're lucky enough to hear it when you're 21 or 22, but you don't really conceive the concept. But if you do this, continuously at the right rate your entire life when you start in your 20s you'll retire a millionaire you know as long as the stock market doesn't completely evaporate or or get but manipulated it, it hasn't it hasn't done that for you know for decades and decades so i mean it goes through cycles but it's right. increased steadily if you yeah. look at the the grand scheme yeah so, so that's yeah. so that's one of those things you just don't conceive and you don't think about you know also like there aren't there now we've got 
uh, a generation who have had parents that have been clueless. So it's, it's not like I've ever told my kids take 10% of your income and just put it into savings. No matter how much you're making, no matter what you're doing, always put that away and make sure you have X number of dollars in the bank. So that way you can cover six months of expenses so that you know, you don't get that kind of advice anymore. So adulting, it's, I would love well, an adulting class. Every financial website says that, but it doesn't mean anything if you can't, uh, if you don't commit to it. And it's a very, requires a lot of dis discipline. And, and I, I did not do that for, for many, most of my adult life. Um, yeah, it, it, it is funny because like, uh, I, whenever I got money, even if it was a little bit, I'd be like, I've got money. And then I would spend it. Um, and now I'm to a point where that's I'm what like, I still do. Look, yeah, I still do that, but I have now <laughs> developed really lowbrow tastes. So, well, that's I good. Was complaining, well, yeah, I was complaining a few weeks ago uh, because, like, the Chromebook I bought used on e eBay for two hundred dollars was uh, wasn't working. And uh, go figure. And I was like, I'm through buying two hundred dollar computers because I've bought several mm -hmm. of those. Uh, and now I, I just bought a $300 computer. Well, so. and, and from an adulting perspective, here's the thing. First of all, congratulations on upping at 100 bucks. Um, <laughs> the other thing too is though, three fifty. You're, you're applying, you're applying actually for, for blue collar America. There's a very practical approach and it's an, a bit of knowledge that I actually acquired from Adam Savage, uh, from, uh, Mythbusters, right? Mythbusters. He's got his tested.com. And that yeah. is that if you find you need a tool for something, just go to your Harbor Freight or whatever and buy a cheap version of it. If you find that that tool wears out, then you buy the quality version of it because you've proven right. that you will reuse it and that you'll get, uh, yeah. you have value in it. It has value to you. So that's a good, see, that's an adulting thing. Nobody tells me this yeah. shit, but you know, look, I'm not one to talk because this whole time we've been talking, the audience may notice there's like this weird little chittering in the background. I am a grown adult. I am 51 years old. And yes, I've got Marvel items on my back wall, but I also am clearly not fiscally responsible because I've got two robots on a table beside me or behind me and one on my desk with me that are supposed, there's no reason anyone needs these things, but, but I have so them. proud of them and they make, they bring you joy. And that's the, no, they, bring, the thing. they like, bring me attention on TikTok, Marty. That's the only reason you, I have them. That, They're good that's, for views. That's, a, that's a, a type of joy. That's my niche. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's yeah. the class so you wish you had been I'm, taught? You know, I, I've, I was obsessing about like, getting the right shitty little computer. <laughs> I mean, tr truly, I was like, I, I need to get the right shitty computer. And then at a certain point, it's like, well, I, I need something. Be basically, when I'm, you know, we were talking about multiple computers when we're, we're podcasting, I needed one for web browsing and I just needed a shitty one and because all the other ones were <laughs> too shitty to work. Do you know what technology I always have and I've always convinced myself I've needed and then I've proven Butt time plugs. and again, those, yes, and sometimes penile piercings. But no, the <laughs> third technology that I always have and never use and I've demonstrated it time and time again is an iPad. Unless unless I have a job where I am traveling See, a lot, it's just not that you are the voice of Kruger. He's like, why not just get an iPad and like stop being such a 
like a cheapskate. No, I'm the opposite. Cool. I'm like iPads are fucking stupid. Why do you? Have... But but uh, again, like I said, unless I, I only use them for media, and I'm not ever gonna buy the iPad Pro with the keyboard. Pro, yeah. You know? Well, like the, the amazing thing is Kruger made all those theme songs on his like five-year-old ipad and like i look marty i it's a testament it's a testament to the quality of of apple products yeah sure. that is true i've always had an iphone i drifted into android for a little bit and i very quickly came back in 2016 i think it was uh but like one of the things i'm obsessed with now uh it's kind of been on hold because of all the shit that's gone on in my life but one of the things I love doing is is 3D printing things, which is which in itself is really bad because I, you know I've already got too much shit, but now I've got the ability to turn spools of plastic into other shit that I both don't need and don't have a place for. All that aside, okay, I love you doing it. You can build it. your own robot. I you could I could build my own Mandalorian armor outfit. I could build a Loki headdress that I wore for Halloween. I could do all these. I could print armor for a cat. Marty, but my, the, where I'm going with this is I have seen people model the things that people 3d print on an iPad. If I run software on my computer to do this, I may crash the computer. They use other apps on an iPad and accomplish all of this with shapes and an, and an Apple pencil. I don't understand it. But These are I'm magical, not them. Magical times. If I read comic books on my iPad, I'm that. I, I, at most, I might use it for books. Oh, that that's what uh, one thing I wanted. I wanted um, a, 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 like a tablet that could I that would be in color, so I could read free comics I get from the library. There you go. Which, by yeah. the way, that's another thing that could fall into adulting. You don't realize the number of things you can get for free from your local library. Buy the shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of my certifications that I hold. I got I didn't pay the exorbitant amount they requested for the for the publication. I got it through my library digitally. Didn't even leave leave my house. You know, I don't know what I just said there. It sounded like I said leave my house, but I meant I didn't even have to leave my house. I agree. There you can even go to the library and check out, at, at least in LA, you can check out Power Tools, mm-hmm. which is pretty fucking awesome. And there's another one where it's like, okay, uh, like I, I like looking at shit and like obsessing on it and then buying it and then using it once and then letting it sit on a shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have a 3D printer right there just sitting there doing nothing. Hot damn. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I have a controller that I bought. I gotta put anyway. Um, it's a thing. It's a thing. Um, but someone told me today is like, if you're not, you know, you if you use something every month, then it's worth buying, even once a month. Mm-hmm. But if you use it any less than that, then you should just borrow it, rent it, you know, or do whatever you need to do. But you don't need to purchase it. There you go. So I thought that was really that's really good advice. But I still obsess on it, and that's crazy. Uh, last, let's see, last, um, I lost count. softball, softball. And okay. If you could Thanos snap and solve one issue, what would it be? Examples, world hunger, cancer, the driver's side power window of your Mazda stick sometimes. Oh, that, that one, um, the Mazda that I had like, uh, four cars ago, um, uh, loud chewers, racism, uh, love y'all. Evan Cardi from 
Sacramento, California. Thank you, Evan. Evan. So great to hear from you. Just 90 minutes please, away from please. me, old Evan there. Yeah. Um, He's going to come hunting Evan, for me now. He used to live in Roseville, which is even closer. Ah. Uh, yeah. But um, great to hear from you. Thanos, not, you got to answer first on this one. Oh, uh, yeah. So adulting, I agree with you on adulting uh, in the class. I think that makes um, sense. And part of adulting is how to please your your romantic partner. So hey, it plays. I'm it right. Plays. There you go. Yeah. Um, wow. If you could snap away one thing. Well, first of all, I wouldn't get into as as much as I'd love to get rid of racism. That means that I'm imposing my view on everyone by taking that away. Mm. So so I wouldn't do that. But, um. I think something as, as frustrating and mysterious as cancer would be good to snap away because, you know, it, all you're doing, I mean, granted, you're probably draining other resources because there's a certain mortality that isn't maintained. Wow, this is deep. You know what I would do? I would, I would snap in the flat tax. That's what I would do. You don't have to do your taxes anymore. You're just taking out a percentage. And now well, there's different. You can still have a progressive stat tax. And okay. so the flat tax it, it, right. it implies like, that's like, uh, what's the guy, Herman Cain, who's like 999. Um, is that right? I don't know. Um, uh, so a flat tax would imply um, everybody gets taxed the same percentage. Right. I would that's argue a stupid thing that, to snap, though. It really is. Let's be honest. But go ahead. Is, argue against it anyway. I was saying it's stupid, but argue against it anyway. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I think a progressive tax makes a lot more sense. So somebody who um, is making um, right now seven fifty an hour um, or whatever, 20 bucks an hour, can has less extra income to pay taxes than somebody who makes what I make, which is not in, an incredible amount of money, but it's not, it's a little more than, it's more than 20 bucks an hour. Um, or, you know, Kevin Smith should pay more than that um, because they can afford it and still live their regular, not have to sacrifice their lifestyle. What if we snapped? We What if I, okay, I think the one thing that could fix most problems is if we could just, if I could snap away stupidity, because then think of all the things that cures, right? I would say well, how stupidity. How do you define stupidity? Uh, Herschel Walker. One of them. Yeah. But I wouldn't want to get rid of all of Herschel Walker. He would just become smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's impossible. That's an impossible thing to answer because I it's would like, say, I would snap like into, the, I would snap into existence, um, compassionate thought in everyone. Um, I want to punch you in the face so bad. For I don't that. blame you. That's the douchiest answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so douchey. And I'm a very, very, you know, mild mannered pacifistic person. I don't blame you. Uh, I would, And I think you know, you're answering, I think your questioning of my answer is stupid. <laughs> Am I doing it right? I don't know. You're doing it. Okay. Totally, you're killing it. Uh, my, I, I, one of the arguments for, I, against gun control is like, Oh, if only if you got if you limited guns for people who are law abiding, then only the criminals would have the guns, which is such a stupid 
sentiment because it's like, well, you know, that's like you could say the same thing for murder. Only criminals are going to commit murder if you illegalize murder. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, th there is a there are more guns than people in the U.S. So I would just get rid of those guns and then get rid of all those guns. And then you say, now what do you want the rules to be um, based on this history? Mm -hmm. uh, and that I, I think that might, wiping that slate clean might provide a better building block for how to proceed in the future. What if, what um, if we were able to snap into, and this is very centric to America, but what if we can snap into existence, the founding fathers having a com comprehensive idea of what they are starting would become like 2000 or yeah, like 200 years in so, the future. Yeah. Hey, Hey Tom, Jeff Jefferson. Um, you know, that musket that takes like, you know, three minutes to load and shoot. What if you could increase that by a thousandfold right. and have better precision and shoot somebody like way over there just by you know with a with a drone? Is, should that be legal? Right. You know, I always yeah. I always love the argument about guns because it's just like especially like what you're gonna raise in the event that the country turns on you, you're gonna rise up against it. But have you forgotten everything the military has, Jeb? Right. I, you know, granted your AR-15 might be pretty potent, but I think that armored tank coming down towards you is going to have a different opinion. Ugh. Yeah, so, I, I really can't think of what I would, I, but I like that. If you could kind of just like snap into existence. I mean, it, it it's it, anytime you take something out, you have to wonder what the counterbalance be. Because like one of the things I thought is like, well, what if, what if we snapped out greed? But... Right. How much does greed tie into innovation? And so what advance would you have in a capitalistic site anyway? So that is, I, I can't believe that such what would seem like a simple question is difficult to it, answer. Really uh, like, and that is why Evan is such a great addition to the show. Um, thank you for asking that, Evan. And, and I will say that like, I, I have my own opinions about imposing my will on the people. I, I would be a great emperor um, except when it came to to paying bills, um, but <laughs> I, that's why I said like, okay, let's wipe the slate clean for guns, and then see what people do after that. Like, let you know, I want it. I do want it to be organic and natural, and and see what happens, because uh, I, I, you know, I'm frequently wrong, and I don't want to be too prescriptive, you know, but. <laughs> It would be very interesting to see, though, if I if like literally you had that power and you snapped. But your comprehensive thought that went into it is don't be a fucking idiot. Snap. And that applies to okay. everybody. What happens? <laughs> what okay, happens? Here's then? the takeaway. Don't be a fucking idiot. Don't be a dick. There you go. Um, We've come back around. to so that that's, one. Tweet. Yeah, it's uh, the two the axioms of the two wills. Wheaton and Wilkins. Um, don't be a dick. And don't be a fucking idiot. Um, uh, <laughs> Is that language too so, harsh for Nooner, by the way? I'm sorry. I I didn't even think about it. You know, I get, no, I, I'm on my you, show and I try and you, avoid that kind of stuff. What and, are you talking about? We, we, we're trying to educate the children to the realities of the world. There you go. Um, this weekend, past weekend was the largest November opening of a, a film in the U.S., with uh, Ryan Coogler's Wakanda Forever, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, did you see it? 
Sorry, I'm not laughing at Black Panda or Black Panda, Black uh, uh, Panther Wakanda forever. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at Tyson saying he'd snap sentience into the heads of Mount Rushmore and just record the results. It'd be gnarly. Well, I, you know, if if that kind of thing were in play, holy moly. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. I, I, I have a That's tradition. That's kind of what you were saying. Yeah. That's kind of what you were saying, you know. Yeah. I, um, I have a tradition uh, that started, I can't even, it's been going on so long, I cannot even remember what movie it was. Uh, but naturally, I'm uh, being a big fan of the media that's produced by Marvel Studios. I always see things early because I don't want someone to spoil something for me. Uh, because if I see something that's really good, like the one takeaway that I, I will have is I wish there was a way I could not remember this without impacting negatively the rest of my life and experience that again. For example, and we've actually asked that that bef- mm-hmm. that has been a softball, like what movie would you watch for the first time all over again? Yeah. And, and it's just it's an amazing thing. Like, you know, I will never forget the communal experience I had seeing Avengers Endgame. Okay, as nerdy as that sounds, there's a certain vibe at at the opening show, the first one available in your area, because you're there with all the people that also want to be there. And at some point, uh, my daughter wanted to start going with me to these Mm. things uh, because my wife does not. She it's it's a best of both worlds for me because I always usually want to see these twice. So I see it the Thursday night when it first drops with my daughter at midnight and then no, not even that they've they've I saw I saw Black Panther. I saw Wakanda forever at three thirty in the afternoon. Okay, that was my question. Yeah, Yeah, they've shifted these things up now. They finally I don't even know why they say it's opening Friday anymore yeah because they don't care i mean they it's not they don't care but they're like my wife doesn't like that crowd money right she doesn't like that crowd though so she my wife will see it sunday morning then either the first weekend or the second weekend so i i get two grabs at at the uh, at the brass ring each time uh, a movie comes out uh she's not a hater of the movies she's a hater of the crowd yeah exactly and you know i'm i'm i i have not had the the dreaded vid yet so you know i'm at a point where i'm also probably not fun to go see these things with because i will i will wear a mask i still i'm still avoiding those situations uh in a way you know i oh i, attended, I thought you were gonna wear an iron man mask no, no no like literally a mask i i like no, that's, this that's th- very like no that's safe yeah that's this safe. past year i actually went to comic-con again because it was available and that was one of the things i've been able to share with my daughter uh, and, but I tell you, every time I was in public, I was double masked, uh, on the plane out there. I, they 3d printed masks with filters in them as well. Darth Vader, the, the winter soldier that just well, covered that's my face. Fun. That's right. Cool. I blended it into the theme. Uh, but, but I, I did see Wakanda forever granted with the events of my life. Uh, I'm probably still a good week or two away from being able to see it again because it is, a, a very large theme of this movie is dealing with grief, which has kind of been a theme that we've the been encountering thing. in this phase. Yes, and especially this past weekend. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah. I may not go again soon, but I really enjoyed the movie. My only problem with it is the thing that the Marvel movies and, and media projects have to be aware of, which is you need to be careful that you're not cranking up the spectacle 
because you're trying to outdo what you've done before. Everything should be in in yeah. uh, service of the story. And and this but movie it's, had it's, some of those cranked up moments that I don't think it's it really hard though because you know they're trying to you're, you're trying to justify a two hundred million dollar budget, mm -hmm. um, and they've been able to do that with the the Marvel TV shows, mm -hmm. you know. She Hulk did not have oh. a huge epic uh, battle. No, um, she. As a matter of fact, She Hulk is probably one of the best Marvel products that has been put out. Much in the same way that Andor is one of the best, uh, oh most I adult Star so Wars projects that's been put out. It's amazing. Yeah. Um. But I will say, even though I have not reseen it and I may not see it again, um, my my daughter said that that additional viewings of Black Panther are even more enjoyable. So the, because it, a movie may feel a little long the first time you're seeing it because you are having to absorb in all of it. But when you go for that right. repeat viewing, you get you, you, there are certain elements you don't have to hyper-focus on and you're able to, to be uh, part of the story. laundry more. and well, no, it's not at home. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. I guess I fold um, my laundry in movie theaters I get looks, but don't judge. <laughs> it's the um, only way I can I, get it done, Marty, because I didn't get an adulting class. Yeah. Um does Andor feel like Star Wars? Yes and no. Uh in my opinion, the best Star Wars movie that has come out uh both in the past and the future was actually Rogue One. That story was really well done to me. Uh especially the way it was able to take something that had just been alluded to and flesh it out to the level that they did and made something logical that in what we conventionally think of just as Star Wars but a generation now thinks of as a new hope you know like how could this gigantic thing have such a blatant stupid little flaw and it even explains that so it was just a great storytelling you're talking about George Lucas right no, no, that was, I think, no, I, I, Rogue I, One was written by Gary Whitta, I believe. I, I, um, I wow, I'm dropping script na writer names, just like, <laughs> boom! Um, but it's it, so, so yeah, Andor both does feel like Star Wars and doesn't. It is, uh, it does what good media should do, which is turns an eye to the current geopolitical uh, things that are going on and makes that social commentary while still yeah. telling a story. So yeah, I it's, would. It's definitely Star Wars. It's just a Star Wars we've never experienced before. Yeah, I mean, it, but it it is alluded to in Rogue One for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it's funny because they're called the Rebel Alliance in the nine main films, but you know, there's still a, a Senate. I mean, there's still like a lot of structure to it, and we don't really see the oppression happening mm -hmm. you know that the thing that foments the the rebellion exactly and, and that's and it, what we see and it reveals that somebody has to make the the hard decisions to make sure that that suffering isn't dialed back because without yeah. people are driven by one of two things plain and simple it's either pleasure or pain i'm going to obtain pleasure i'm going to avoid pain and and yeah. or demonstrates that perfectly in in how you have somebody has to make the bad decisions that end and up, in the last episode they really get into that one yeah so, so guard you know uh 
And Stellan Sarsgaard plays this just a, a just such an interesting role. Um, I mean, it, by the way, there there are slow parts to the show for sure, but like there are just these moments where you're like, oh, this is why I stick with it because mm-hmm. it's it's challenging, and you think about like what would I do in that situation, and how difficult would it be, and all the sacrifices that have to be made to go against something, and and that's what in history in in human in real life earth history that's been, happened over and over again it's happening in iran right now i'm not saying that like this is the same thing but it just it's a reminder Marty, of how difficult it is it's happening here too in this in in that series if you pay attention when you're when you're asking yourself why am I having to follow Mon Mothma's story, or, or I may be getting her name wrong because it's, it's late and I'm tired. Yeah. But you know, why are we having to see this senator's story? But it's because how you further see how democracy dies as things happen. You know, you always wonder, like when you're getting into history, it's like, or when you first hear about it, like how did Hitler come into power, right? And that's sort of what the first, the, what the prequel movies lead into. Uh, if you want to sit back and take a good hard look about everything that's gone on in the last decade here in America, same thing. How does democracy die? And now we've got, uh, I think NPR put it best, and I'm sorry to end on such a note because I know we are close to time, but NPR yeah. literally said, like the former uh president who fomented an insurrection in 2020 and did this that and the other thing announced his candidacy for president that's how that's how guys that's how that, that that's how that bad people exactly. get into power but i think that there probably is a population of people on that the maga side who will watch andor and be like that's us as well you yeah know, which is so crazy so and then it gets back to we need a a common uh, reality that we can all agree to that red is red, black is black. You know, uh, one plus one equals two, and you know the 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 world is round and well, sphere, I should say. And 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 I'd also like to say too that you know, in the event that this is the election cycle that we end up inheriting if it's if it's again a repeat of 2020 um if there is the potential that he could win based on what we saw in the midterms it would be very interesting to see the government that he inherits to govern in other words what would become of the house and the senate when this was a very realistic possibility how much insulation may I don't want to even entertain that thought I'm yeah. sorry Marty. I mean how, how no. do we get back on Andor really quick <laughs> oh, oh my god I'm so I can't wait till how many episodes is the season is we've only got I think we've only got two more yeah it's this week and oh, next week oh my god it's it's really really fun it's, it's it's so it's so beautiful I think the the production design is fantastic I was um, absolutely enthralled and lost in last week's episode. I was just, it yeah. started and I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that said, there were, um, I did want to, Evan sent these uh, um, softballs and I also wrote some softballs. I'm going to have to hold off on those softballs and save them for another time. Uh, Will, 
I want to thank you for jumping in at the last minute. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, we're going to do a holiday episode. I, I, I'll talk to John about it, and we'll try to get... Um, I just uh, signed up for this Google Meet thing where I can now have more than uh, one-hour episodes or whatever uh, meetings, so we can have people jump in and jump out. And, awesome. Yeah, so... Um, Something to look forward to. I would love to have all the faithful listeners, or you know, um, and anyone in the mail sack who wants to jump in to join in. Uh, just part of my gratitude for our gratitude for everybody who participates, and um, yeah, and, and it's just so fun to touch base with you. We uh, the few times we've done this, we've always had amazing conversations. Um, so thank well, you for joining I, us. My pleasure. I was very excited to, to get this one-on-one -on -one opportunity with you, Marty. It's been a real blast. And I also want to just take a moment to thank you to probably one of my greatest moments and memories from when I was in Comic-Con in 2019 before everything went to hell. Uh, because uh, it was my, it, I was on the IMD boat and it was, I finally had a moment to actually tell Dan Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for all of the entertainment you've brought me both through when you did the podcast and when and and your various TV projects. It's just been amazing. And it that was a great moment. And you know, very typically of Comic-Con, it got cut short because it was the Veronica Aww. Mars class, the cast they had just done the new series and we had to go our separate ways. And then next thing you know, I got the nicest text message and that was because you had helped facilitate Dan having my number. So also thank you for, and I'm sure Dan has already said no thank you for all of the texts he's gotten in return. Oh, uh, no, you should keep uh, bombarding. I'm, I will post his phone number to, uh, I'll put it on Twitter and everybody can just um, tweet at him or I mean, uh, message him directly or call him. Yeah. And he will, he'll welcome that. He'll thank you so much. Uh, I, I kid, uh, but no, thank you. And uh, so everyone knows uh, I just saw Dan this weekend and we'll try to get him on as well before the end of the year. Uh, and then you also have Party Down to look forward to sometime soon, the newest season. Mm -hmm. uh, that That is on the horizon. I don't know when, but uh, maybe Dan can uh, inform us when if we can get him on. Uh, and then... Again, everybody uh, tweet at us, but if you want to have me like remember it, email us, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Well, uh, you are a mensch. Uh, I appreciate all the work that you do behind the scenes and on mic. So uh, what, when do, do you want to uh, pimp your podcast real quick? Uh, you know what? Uh, Netheads happens when it happens, but you can also find it on the Smodcast Network. It's uh, Netheads. Uh, the YouTube is Netheads on Air, and I think everything else of mine on all the social medias are just branded as that Will Wilkins because some other dick had the Will Wilkins. So I can't be right. the, I could only be that. So, uh, you know, hit me up and seek me out there. If nothing else, I've got fun TikToks with robots. TikToks with robots. Uh, there we go. All right. And then we will see you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. If that box, 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 if that
that fuck. Did it bow, bow, hit that fuck. Did it bow, bow, hit that fuck. Did it bow, bow, bop, 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 bop. Oh yeah, bop, oh yeah, bop, oh yeah, bop, oh yeah. This has been a Smodco Internet Production. Sip only at smodcast.com. <laughs>